Shit. And this episode's Mad Hatter goes to the labs in Wuhan, China, and Harvard professor Charles Lieber. Charles Lieber is charged with lying to the United States authorities about taking millions of dollars from the Chinese government. And that leads us to a clip from the United States District Attorney. We're here today to announce three separate cases highlighting the ongoing threat posed by Chinese economic espionage and research theft in the United States. First, the arrest today of a Harvard University professor for lying about his participation in a Chinese foreign recruitment program. Second, this morning we have unsealed a separate indictment of a Chinese national working as a scientific researcher at Boston University who failed to mention on her visa application that she is also a lieutenant with the People's Liberation Army. Finally, this office has indicted another Chinese national for trying to smuggle vials of biological material out of the United States to China and lying about it to federal investigators. That defendant, whose entry to the United States had been sponsored by Harvard University, was a cancer researcher at a lab at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. So, this morning, this is not an accident or a coincidence. This is a small sample of China's ongoing campaign to siphon off American technology and know-how for Chinese gain. So back to Charles Lieber, the Harvard professor. He is considered by many of his colleagues to be the father of nanotechnology. Nanotechnology is the manipulation of matter on an atomic, molecular, and supermolecular scale. Lieber was named by Thomson Reuters as the leading chemist in the world for the decade 2000 through 2010. He is most notable for his contribution to the synthesis or man-made version of something natural and the assembly or the involvement in the makeup and putting together and characterization or how it acts and reacts. So in essence, he is able to recreate something natural and give it its own properties. Could he possibly be able to do this with a virus? Is it another coincidence that the location of Wuhan, China is ground zero for the coronavirus, adrenochrome, not to mention China has the largest amount of 5G towers, which when activated is said to cause flu-like symptoms? But we'll get into that conspiracy on another show. Is it possible that while at Wuhan University of Technology, Charles Lieber had his hands on adrenochrome and COVID-19? Is COVID-19's China's attempt at biological warfare? Is it conspiracy theory that the virus isn't even real, gaining momentum? Stop the tape real quick. Public service announcement. I'm not saying it won't say whether or not this virus is real or not, but better to be safe than sorry. By all means, take all precautions to avoid getting it. And don't be no goofy ass nigga out here playing off of the fear of the world because of conspiracy theories. This is when we're supposed to unite and help each other get through this. Okay, go ahead and crank that shit back up. So before we delve any deeper into the rabbit hole, let's review the information we've already gathered. In March of 2020, the coronavirus takes the world by storm. We know, courtesy of Carter's theory of investigation, to follow the rich white man. And in this instance, the rich white man just so happens to be the richest, Bill Gates. We know BMGF 
Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and what they are connected to. They fund Inovio Pharmaceutics. They co-host an event 201 in October of 2019, which was a quote-unquote high-level exercise on global pandemics. And Bill Gates, since 2010, has been head spokesperson for our unpreparedness on pandemics. We also established that Bill Gates was most notable of over a thousand CEOs and board members to step down as of recent. I highlighted Executive Order number 13818 and number 13903, which focus on human rights abuse, kidnapping, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and corruption. Recent surge of the Me Too movement and arrests of Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein clearly fell under both of these executive orders. Then all of a sudden, a 150,000 person sealed indictment list comes out and it seems as if worldwide factions that are known for human trafficking are being detained left and right. We also revisited an old conspiracy theory that at once sounded ridiculous, but not so much anymore in Pizzagate. <laughs> to make a long story short, Pizzagate was about the human trafficking and child sex ring where the drug adrenochrome, which is extracted from children of color, was said to have been added to the pizza. We know an unusual amount of black and Hispanic kids have been going missing over recent years. We're also aware of the fact that both adrenochrome and COVID-19 have links to labs in Wuhan, China. Harvard professor Charles Lieber also has links to Wuhan, and possibly both adrenochrome and COVID-19. We've also seen evidence of the three countries who are the biggest consumers in adrenochrome get hit the hardest with COVID-19. And side note worthy is the fact that Italy is home to Roman Catholicism. And don't even get me started on their allegations of child sex rings. And this is where the plot twists. Through numerous anonymous sources, it is said that the most recent batch of adrenochrome was laced with traces of COVID-19. Hey, bring that back one time. Through numerous anonymous sources, it is said that the most recent batch of adrenochrome was laced with traces of COVID-19. So you're probably thinking to yourself, what evidence does he have of this? So now is when we follow the white rabbit. Let's look at all the string of celebrities and athletes who recently tested positive for COVID-19. March 11, 2020, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson both tested positive. Then, major shockwaves through the sports world. Later on that night, prior to tip-off between the Jazz and the Thunder, an announcement that All-Star Center and back-to-back -back defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, tested positive for COVID-19. The NBA season was suspended, then shit got real. Right before the NCAA tournament, the NBA playoff, MLB's first pitch, NHL playoffs, and the Olympics, the sport world comes to a screeching halt. Now that's a much madness for your ass. Damn. Later on, players such as Kevin Durant, Marcus Smart, and Rudy Gobert's teammate Donovan Mitchell, as well as Saints coach Sean Payton, and the white rabbit Harvey Weinstein, all tested positive for COVID-19. The assumption is that 
the athletes and celebrities might not know exactly what they're taking. I could imagine that agents with connects and high-profile clients could find a way to get their client to unknowingly take a drug that is supposedly a fountain of youth. As an actor or athlete, it would make perfect sense. I mean, let's ask ourselves a question. Based on the theories of how COVID-19 is contracted, what is strange about the case with the Utah Jazz Organization is that only the two star players tested positive. Based on logic and your typical week as an NBA player, why wouldn't more players from that team test positive? It's down to a three group minimum nationwide because of social distancing. And you mean to tell me only two out of 58 Jazz personnel tested positive? On March 8th to March 11th, the CDC was only able to administer 77 tests, but by the 12th of March, the CDC had tested 58 Jazz personnel members. Could the rumors be true? Was the most recent batch of adrenochrome laced with COVID-19? If so, who did it? Was Charles Lieber responsible for the contamination to the adrenochrome? Is Trump involved with the contamination? Could this be part of the executive orders he signed, weeding out adrenochrome users because now they are testing positive for COVID-19? Is this why there are so many sealed indictments? Could it be that this is just the beginning and now that they have the users they can go after their suppliers and maybe, just maybe we can find out where these missing kids are going and put a stop to it? One thing that I can say, that if this is true, and we could possibly be looking at the emergence of a golden age. The deep state is being dismantled before our eyes, and the quote-unquote Illuminati could be on the verge of destruction. Conspiracy theorists or not, I think one thing we can all agree on is that shit ain't adding up, and we tired of being led astray. Before I check out, I want to refer to you some books that eerily enough have predicted some interesting things regarding President Trump. All three children's novels are written by lawyer and writer Ingersoll Lockwood. Interestingly enough, Ingersoll Lockwood was born August 2nd, 1841 and died September 30th, 1918. So the things he wrote about, he couldn't have possibly knew were going to come true. Or could he? You can get this book on Amazon which contains all three children's novels. It's called Ingersoll Lockwood The Collection. The Last President, or 1900, Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. This collection contains the three novels by Ingersoll Lockwood that have surprised the world of the 21st century. This author wrote over 120 years ago, during the 1890s. These three novels, in which the characters are first, a kid whose name was Baron Trump and his master is Don, and a separate novel about a president who resides in Fifth Avenue, New York, in a tower with his name, who surprisingly wins an election. What? The Baron Trump novels recount the adventures of the German boy Wilhelm Heinrich Sebastian von Trump, who goes by Baron Trump, as he discovers weird underground civilizations, offends the natives, flees from his entanglement with local women, and repeats this pattern until arriving back home at Castle Trump. 
Chris Riotta noted in Newsweek that Baron Trump's adventures begin in Russia and also mentioned another book of Ingersoll's The Last President, in which the president's home city of New York is riven by protests against the rigged election. Jamie Fuller wrote in Politico that Baron Trump is precocious, restless, and prone to get in trouble, often mentions his massive brain and has a personalized insult for most people he meets. Damn. Well, be sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to have links to important documents, pictures, book references, and any other notable information. If you haven't already checked out our first installment of The Rabbit Hole, Red Pill, Blue Pill Part 1, be sure to do so. And be on the lookout for Part 2 of Red Pill, Blue Pill, where we continue to break down the Willie Lynch letter, discuss more about Mr. Neely Fuller Jr., Dr. Francis Cress Wilson, and Dr. Joy DeGruz Works, and help generate some solutions for the problems we highlight. Till the next journey down the rabbit hole, stay safe and wash them motherfucking hands. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast at Kalani Star Presents Hood Scholarship.